Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. But don't worry, because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep you deserve. CBD PM blends melatonin and other sleep-promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. The promo code's NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Guys, on today's show, we're recapping the three games from Tuesday in depth about the fantasy ramifications of those contests. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. If you haven't seen it on the YouTube channel, I am doing an NBA 2K21 Orlando Magic rebuild. Uh, I am four years in to that rebuild. You can go and check out those videos there, see how I approach the current roster, see what I did to build them up. And year five is going to be coming out, uh, I think it's coming out at 8 a.m. Friday morning, U.S. time, uh, Eastern time, which is midnight Australian time, Friday night. So you can go and check out the uh, the fifth installment, year five of the Orlando Magic Rebuild. So let's talk, though, about games across the NBA. With On Thursday, there was only three of them, so let's start with the first one of those games. And the first one of those games was the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks. I thought the Bucks would learn from the last time they played each other and they'd get the win here, but no, it was just as ugly. The Raptors blow them out 110-96. This time they did it on an increased difficulty level without Kyle Lowry. Pascal Siakam played 38 minutes. Actually, let's talk starting lineups because they went small again. I thought, okay, Lowry's out. They'll just put Aaron Baines in and that's it. But no, they didn't. They put DeAndre Bembry in to start. And not only did they start DeAndre Bembry, they played him 37 minutes. 37 minutes. Let's start with Bembry. Now, he didn't do jack shit in that time. 5-2-4. Lowry is going to be out again for Friday, so maybe Bembry gets another start there, but you're only looking at, at streaming him in very deep leagues, but very interesting stuff. Siakam had 27-6-5. He had a steal. He had two blocks. And uh, again, just another example why inside the NBA is shithouse. It's terrible. Shaq didn't claim... He either didn't know Pascal Siakam's first name, or he's acting like he didn't know Pascal Siakam's first name. Now, I don't know who finds it funny. And people who think, oh, it's just entertainment. But he's a terrible look for the league. It's a, it's a horrible look for the league to have your flagship halftime pregame show, dislike the league they're covering, hate the modern players, talk shit about them, and, then, and, then, and actually not watch anything. For as entertaining as it might be in terms of comedy... This this is advertising the league, and then you fuel all the other bullshit. Mate, the regular season means nothing. Who cares about the NBA? People don't even watch it. It fuels that bullshit talk, which is absolutely false. Siakam was pretty good. Two blocks, two threes, 27 points, seven of seven from the line, no worries. Storm and Norman Powell, man, flying. 31 minutes, 29 points. He cannot miss at the moment. 75% shooting, four threes, two steals. I would be advocating a sell high on Norman Powell. if He's a top 50 player over the last two weeks. Now, you're probably not going to be able to get a top 50 player back. In fact, I'm pretty sure you won't. But can you get a top 60 guy back? Maybe. Remember how shitty he was to begin this year? 
I don't know whether they'll continually go small. And that's what and they might. That's why I wouldn't be selling him for anything outside the top 100 or probably outside the top 90. But even the current level that he's at is probably a, a level too far. 43 fantasy points for Norm. Freddie Van Vliet had 39 of those. He had 17 points in 40 minutes with eight assists. This was a blowout, yet Siakam played 38 minutes and Van Vliet played 40. And again, you, you can't predict Boucher's minutes. It's impossible. 22 minutes, 8.7 rebounds, two steals. He played, what, 30 minutes last game? This is what's going to happen. He's just going to be all over the shop, and he's going to settle into a 50 to 75 type ranking range. Just 23 fantasy points here. Um, the Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Only 27 minutes as he returns from his calf injury. Look, let me be clear about this. Ananobi is a must-roster player in all leagues, and I've heard some people tell me that he's still on their waiver wire. Just He's a must-roster player. 10-7 and 7 in 27 minutes, some poor shooting, but he's going to be better than this. And then we had um, Baines have six points in his 15 minutes. Only the deepest of deep leagues should be paying any attention to Aaron Baines, and I don't think it's changing much. Stanley Johnson, Terrence Davis, both out of the rotation here, while Malachi Flynn played five minutes. Remember, he played a G League game earlier today. I'd expect him to play a much larger role in the action for uh, for Friday's game for the Raptors. For the Bucks, 20 minutes only again for Brook Lopez. 12 points, 4 rebounds, 2 blocks. He actually produced okay, but the minutes continue to be down. For Brook, he is the 150th ranked player over the last two weeks. Again, I've said this for him a few times. I think in a 10-team league, you drop him. And in a 12-team points league in shallower, you drop him. Um, in fact, you do this. Get that garbage out of here! In a 12-team category league, it's it's moving towards it pretty quickly. And I think that if you are, you're struggling and you're, you can't keep in touch with the playoffs, you might need to move on. Chris Middleton, 13, 8, and 5. Not a good game from him. While Bryn Forbes did his thing, he hit three threes, had 11 points with not a lot else. Well, Yanni Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 23 and 12, 8 assists and 2 steals for Giannis. Of course, absolutely dreadful in this one from the free throw line. He'd been improving from that area, but 54 from the line on 13 attempts is just going to kill that category for you. The big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo, had very early foul trouble, but recovered to play 27 minutes while still only having 3 fouls. 14, 7, and 4. Nice numbers for him while uh, Drew Holiday remains out. And so many people were wanting, so excited about Pat Connaughton. This is why you don't fall over yourself for Pat Connaughton. 7 points in 29 minutes. That 20-point game he had the other day was completely arsey. He's not going to be able to do that yeah, really consistently or ever. Um, I found it interesting, though, in this game, Bob Portis, the guy that I've been waiting to fall off, and then I finally say, oh, screw it. Maybe he's just actually pretty good now. Uh, he had two points in 19 minutes um, in a game that they lost. This was always my worry with Portis, as I've said so many times, is that when games, when they're losing or the games are close, that his production will drop off. It's what happened here. It hadn't been happening recently. I still think we want to have him in 12-team leagues, but let's, again, just watch to see which Portis is out here. Is it the bloke that we've seen be terrible for five years, or is it the bloke that played well for 20 games? And that's always uh, it's always something I think we do have to bear in mind when considering the relative values of players when they're doing it. It's such a way where you go, man, why is he shooting so well? Why is he still rate up? Why is his usage and efficiency so unbelievably high um, when it's never been that level for you know, hundreds and hundreds of games in the past? Is it new scheme or is it just a, a fluky hot streak? And maybe it is a fluky hot streak. I'm still holding and still trying to figure it out, but um, I, I, I'm yeah, the doubt creeps back in after a game like this for sure. Guys, the NFL is over, which I actually don't give a shit about, but that's fine. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. You can bet on the NBA, go around on college basketball, you can bet on the NHL as well. 
All these sports are fully going, and we've got baseball that's going to start up in a few months too. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. I wonder if they, have they got odds for WandaVision? I hope so. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device, and that website is betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's go on to the next game, and that is the Miami Heat beating the Sacramento Kings 118-110. Bam Adebayo triple-doubled. Had also a triple zero, but also a triple double. Good numbers from the free throw line. Again, 16, 12, and 10, a perfect four of four from the line. While Butler also triple doubled. 13, 10, and 14. Again, empty in some of those other areas, but nice numbers there. And another really good game from Tyler Hero off the bench. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. 27 points, two triples. I think he's really thriving in this bench role. I would expect him to stay there even when Dragic is back. Um, Duncan Robinson, nice game from him. 20 points with five threes, but more of a streamer for threes. And Kelly Olenek, big game from Big Cal, but only 24 minutes. 22 and seven, not much else there. A 30 usage game, which is huge from Olenek. I wouldn't read too much into that. He's more of a streamer. While Kendrick Nunn was also pretty solid. 16 points, but it took 14 shots. And his lines are just so empty. He is a guy that you can have for 12-10 leagues, for sure. But Dragic coming back is going to just completely nullify his value. And if you are looking for more forward-facing type numbers, then he is going to be a... Uh, there are going to be better options out there, and he's going to be one of those players that I think in that sort of scenario you can consider as a drop. The Kings were playing without Rashawn Holmes and without Harrison Barnes. So they started Nemanja Bielitsa. 25-8 and eight in 35 minutes with two threes and two steals. A massive game. 29% usage from Bielitsa. Really, really big performance. Now, if Holmes and Barnes remain out, and it doesn't look like uh, Holmes is going to be long-term, he was ruled out and then actually warmed up and tried to play here. So I think he'll be okay. Um, it, it is hard to trust anything here from Bielitsa. Daquan Jeffries was awesome. I thought in this game, 17 points, didn't miss a shot. Five triples, didn't do too much else. But he's, he's a name to watch for deeper leagues. While 24 minutes for Marvin Bagley yielded 19 and 10. And Darren Fox struggled somewhat here. 11 points with 10 assists. Tyrese Halliburton's also in a slump. I think he's somewhat of a buy low. While Hassan Whiteside. The world. He was worth a stream for today, but... Guys, he sucks. He's terrible. He's bad. Drop him. He's been rostered in a lot of leagues. Uh, drop him. It's like, simple as that. Five points, six rebounds, two blocks. He sucks. Corey Joseph went back to the bench and they started Glenn Robinson. I have no idea why. Uh, I don't know why they started Joseph to begin with. Halliburton should be the guy there. But uh, 23 minutes for Robinson for four points. Buddy Heald was horrendous. Five points in 25 minutes for Bud. I think he's a buy low, but man, he's been shit house this year. And then Halliburton just ate three and four in his 30 minutes. You would have hoped for a little bit more from Tyrese, but he is, uh, maybe he's also some somewhat of a buy low with his last couple of games performances. Nothing, uh, nothing too spectacular happening there for Tyrese Halliburton at the moment. Built Bar is back, guys. And... There's new flavors. We've got a flash sale for Built Bar, the Coconut Puff Bar. Luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow, and it's made with premium collagen protein blend. 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. It's gluten-free, and it is preservative-free. This is a limited-time-only one-day sale, so get in now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Get the Coconut Puff Bar. Get your soft marshmallow, your luscious chocolate. Get that all into Built bar.com. They are back. New flavors. Bang. Go and hit them up. All right. 
let's move on to the next game now. The last game of the day. The Brooklyn Nets comfortably handle the Lakers 109-98. There was no Kevin Durant for the Nets and no Anthony Davis for the Lakers. And then just you know an hour or so before the game started, Dennis Schroeder was ruled out due to health and safety protocol issues. So we don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, the future MVP, actually, no, what am I saying with the Lakers for? Let's start with the Nets. Jim Harden, excellent. 23, 5, and 11, two steals and a block. You pick him at number one, um, you're feeling all right at this point. Remember, there is no Kevin Durant, but he's not doing it on absolutely sky-high usage, just 24% usage here. He is the point guard on this team, 11 assists, two steals, one block. Big numbers. Joe Harris was unbelievable again. Just check out his three-point shooting numbers for the year. He was 86% here, but he's at like 47% on the season. 21 points, six triples, not much else, but the efficiency is unbelievable. While Timotei Luwawu Cabro, he came in, he had a nice impact, 15 points in 27 minutes, hit five threes, had two steals, and then will go and do absolutely nothing in the games to come. So don't worry too much about that. While DeAndre Jordan played only 24 minutes, seven and eight, and he just doesn't play that much. He's clearly a specialist for field goal percentage and rebounds, and that's all he is, not a must-roster player. Irving had 16, 7, and 5, while uh, Jeff Green started at center and had 5 and 3 with two steals. Nice, Gary! That's the wrong button. My name is Jeff. That's that much, much better. Landry Shamet, 10 points in 19 minutes, while the Shark Bruce Brown had just 9 points in his 20. For the Lakers, Kuzma double-doubled, 16 and 10 and a steal and a block. Now, getting the minutes with Davis out is important, but getting some extra usage without Schroeder there is also important for his value. So maybe he's more of a short-term guy now if Schroeder misses time. LeBron had 32, 8 and 7. Pretty good night apart from the free throws. Well, only 20 minutes for Mark. I'm a fun guy. What do I keep <laughs> Jeez. This is what I meant to push. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, Gasol played like 30 minutes last game, but this was not a good matchup for him. Eight points, two threes, two steals, and a block. And with Gasol playing only 20 minutes, that means Montrezl Harrell played a lot, right? Uh, no, he played uh, 15 minutes. 10 points, and it is trending very, very quickly in the wrong direction for Harrell. Two games in a row under 20 minutes. And if they need that defense with Davis out, then he'll stay low. Um, I'm worried about where his value goes. I'm not dropping him, uh, but I am worried. Uh, we had Markeith Morris play some center minutes, then he got hurt. He was available to return, but the game was a blowout, so they never brought him back in. While Caruso played 26 minutes for three steals, and Taylor Horton Tucker got 28 minutes. Not a great night from him, nine points on nine shots, but the five assists and a block, pretty good numbers overall. But this is obviously was a banged-up Lakers team without Schroeder and Davis. It was pretty tough. And again, the Nets are without Kevin Durant, but that the Nets, man, they are, they're scary good. I think they are going to be in the NBA Finals, and they are my pick to win the title, and we'll see how that all goes. But it's, uh, that's the way it's looking at the moment. Let's move on now to have a look at some ads and drops over the last 24 hours. Hassan Whiteside up 15% now. That made sense for today. Only three games on, no homes, no barns, and he shit the bed. You can shit on him now. Well, not, not, uh, not literally, but... Get that garbage out of here! Marcus Sowell's up 14%. I'm going to assume that's just a stream today. He has no business in 12-team leagues. Well, Jay Sean Tate up 12%. Good ad for 12s. Bryn Forbes up 11 Let's hope that's a streamer as well. Well, Cam Reddish up 10%. I'm not ready to say Cam Reddish is a 12-team must-roster player. He has played well the last three games, and if you want to get ahead of your league, by all means, make a move. But I'm not sure it's uh, one that's going to pay off in a huge in a huge way. In terms of drops, uh, the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams, is down by 13%. Justin Jackson down by 12%. Told you this guy was bad. Yep, clear drops with everyone back in OKC. Daniel Tice down 8%. People being a little bit impatient there with Vanilla Tice. I'd be scooping him back up in 12-teamers. Derek Rose down 8%. Eh, 
yeah, I can get behind dropping him. I think he's probably a hold, but I can get behind dropping him. While Carmelo Anthony down 7%, not really a 12-team league guy anyway. The monstrous line of the night is Pascal Siakam. 27 points, 6 boards, 5 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 2 triples, playing at center, hit all 7 of his free throws. He's the 16th ranked player over the last two weeks as well, 45th over the course of the season. Siakam has definitely stepped his game up, playing at, at quite a high level at the moment. Um, the free throws are excellent. He's getting good defensive numbers, which is something which have you know, eluded him over the last two years. But at the moment, they are really rolling. 1.6 deals and one block per game over his last two weeks. No rookie of the night tonight, but let's look at the top 10 players who are rostered in under, 15%, under 50% of leagues. Uh, number one, Timotei Luau Cabro. Just talked about him. That's a fluky performance. Number two, Nemanja Bielitsa. Again, needed Barnes and Holmes out, not adding him in 12s. Mark Gasol at number three, more of a 16-team league guy. Daquan Jeffries, a nice 20-team league. Hey, on ESPN, is he available? Because remember, this is how stupid they are. He was not even available to add after he started games. I tweeted at them. I don't know if they... Um, I don't know if they... Uh, yeah, they heard that and put him in. They didn't for a couple of days after it. I am going to have a look live on air. Can I add Daquan Jeffries in an ESPN Fantasy League? Yes, I can. Amazing stuff. ESPN, this is the biggest sarcastic clap that you'll ever receive. Well done. Daquan Jeffries has been added on ESPN. Now, in a deeper league, you can go and have a look at him and see if he has some value. Brittany Forbes at number five. He's a 14 to 16 teamer. Corey Joseph, similarly. And then we go down to some real scrubs. Uh, Andre Iguodala, Alex Caruso, Aaron Baines, and a bloke by the name of Justin James. No action required on any of those players. Let's now move across, talk some DFS for Friday across the league. All right, let's take a look now. Friday's action, the Warriors and the Magic, Draymond Green, questionable in that game. While we're likely to get the return of James Ennis, he's probable, and Evan Fournier is popped up as probable on the injury report there as well. No James Wiseman, no Kevon Looney for the Warriors. For the Nuggets and the Cavs, that's the second game. There is no Torian Prince for Cleveland. There's no Larry Nance. There's no Kevin Love. And for the Nuggets, there's no Gary Harris. But we might be getting uh, Will Barton back. Will Barton is questionable. Uh, no, I said uh, no Paul Millsap either, and Jamichael Green is probable. The Bulls and the Sixers. Chicago has no Markinen and no Porter. While for the Sixers, Ben Simmons should return, but they're unlikely to get Shake, Shake Milton back. He is still doubtful for action. Atlanta and Boston, no change to the Hawks injury report, but Jalen Brown has popped up for Boston. He's questionable with knee soreness, or Kemba Walker will return. He uh, he rested last game, so he should be back in this one. The Suns and the Pelicans, pretty big news in this one with Steven Adams being doubtful, so that opens up value there for Billy Hernan Gomez for DFS and for his fantasy streaming purposes. Uh, for Phoenix, uh, no injuries to report as such, but I would expect they might change the starting lineup to try and guard Zion Williamson. The Thunder and the Bucks. Al Horford rested last time for OKC, so he should return. It is a back-to-back for Milwaukee, but just expect the same stuff from them without Drew Holiday. Detroit and Memphis. Detroit, no uh, no real injuries that uh, big time. Frank Jackson, Saban Lee, Sequel Dumbaya. But for Memphis, Desmond Bain is off the injury report, but Dylan Brooks is on. He's questionable. And DeAnthony Melton is questionable there as well. So still some shenanigans going on with the wing rotations there for the Grizzlies. The Raptors and the Timberwolves. Toronto, of course, played on Thursday. 
Whether they do anything to change OG Ananobi's playing time or whether he plays in the back-to-back remains to be seen. Kyle Lowry will remain out, so Van Vliet is going to get that point guard start, but look for more minutes from Malachi Flynn in that scenario. Um, And Malik Beasley should be back starting for the Wolves after that disciplinary benching last game. The Jazz and the Clippers, a ton of guys we need to watch out for here. Mike Conley is questionable for Utah, and for the Clippers, all of these guys are questionable. Luke Kennard, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Nicola Batum. They're all questionable, so they could be getting an influxion. An influxion? That's not the right word. Influx. An influx of talent the Clippers could be getting back. So guys like Marcus Morris and Terrence Mann and uh, Amir Coffey and Lou Williams and Reggie Jackson, their roles could be dropping pretty considerably in this one. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Remember, I'll be back uh, tomorrow with a top 20 fantasy players and a what to watch for for Saturday. There is my NBA 2K21 rebuild, year five of the Orlando Magic. We, uh, year four went okay. I won't spoil it for you, but you can go check that one out. Year five coming up. You'll see that one coming out in the next few hours. So check it out, guys. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.